Welcome to the Wilson Show. You continue to talk like you're talking right now, and you'll be history on this program. Yeah, the extra you. cooler show. Nobody eats beefaroni on a boat, man. That's a problem. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Yoko Zona. This <laughs> <laughs> blew my mind. <laughs> what you did, Jack Tony? Focus. Every time I see your lady. Let's go. I've got under your skin. I'm ready for this episode now. Yeah. Jim, if you ever think that we are going to get rid of eating beefaroni on a boat, uh, yeah. that, that is never going to happen. It's going to be on his tombstone. As soon as I heard that, I was like, "Welp, <laughs> we're back, baby. We're back. Welcome to a brand new episode of the Extra Cooler Show. My name is Nick, otherwise known as Extra Cooler. And this week, the full Survivor Series team is with me. We've got Matt, we've got Jim, and we've got Big Van Workrate, Michael Workrate. It's uh, time. <laughs> we've got a we've got a good one for you guys. But uh, I just want to reiterate uh, a little bit of a format. Uh, refresher that we're going back to um we're gonna be doing alternating episodes of homework and extra credit uh during the homework episodes we'll cover a wrestler match show or pay-per-view from the past break down our thoughts as well as uh some of the things that you may have never noticed some of those really obscure random things that the four of us find funny at least um and then during the extra credit episodes matt's gonna bring us through the extra cooler top three stories breaking down our top stories from the week that was in pro wrestling um i'm excited to be back we've got some fun stuff already lined up for the next few weeks uh from now through what survivor series i think so yeah, here we go kick, kick off of season four right yeah <laughs> we're on episode 118 for those of you who are counting as usual you can find us on instagram at extra cooler you could join us over on our discord as well let's talk things wrestling you're not going to find us on twitter because none of us are going to pay for twitter if that's a thing come next week but uh yeah here we are um Matt, do you have any housekeeping? Because it's been quite a while. Who? Uh, you know, you on the spot. I, I, I don't because uh, the last time we recorded felt like eight years ago. So, yeah, it was over a month uh, ago for those of you who are keeping track. It's unbelievable. Thankfully, we were able to pre-record some stuff. So it's been a little less than a month since you've heard our uh, fun voices over here. But man, oh man, uh, no housekeeping because I don't think I even remember no. what we talked about. It's okay, last man. Time. It, listen, we we gave ourselves a little bit of a break. It was the end of summer. Uh, we needed a little refresher, and here we are, and we've got some good stuff lined up for you. So, those of you who follow me on Instagram, I'm going to be putting polls up, um, and each of us are taking turns in this round. Uh, I went first. I put up four wrestlers from the WCW era, and Vader came out on top, edged out Brian Pillman, who I, believe it or not, wanted to win. Um, and my goal really was to get us to watch a uh, an early 90s WCW, because that is not WCW that I hate. Um <laughs> We're not there yet. I got you covered next week. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) So this match, as voted on by the people, the Vader match, uh, we're going to be watching Halloween Havoc 1993. And uh, let's talk a little bit about what is on this card before we dive into the main event of Cactus Jack versus Vader in a Texas death match. 
Um, so this takes place October 24th, 1993 from the Lakefront Arena in New Orleans, Louisiana. There's about 6,000 people in attendance. We've got Tony Schiavone and Jesse Ventura on commentary. And Michael Buffer's on the ring announcer throughout this card, but not the main event. It's it's super bizarre. Um, before we talk about the matches, we you, if you have any intentions in watching this match... Right, maybe we should have waited a few weeks, but you know, I- I'm getting ready for Halloween. I'm excited. Watch it's the opening already. It's okay. It, it is. <laughs> Watch the opening to this pay per view because it because it is it is fantastic. And I turned it on and hit play on Peacock, and I didn't know what I was about to watch. It it's absolutely tremendous. I don't know if it's because my I, 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 my wife and I are very bad at TV, so feel free to make fun of me that we're finally getting around to watching Stranger Things, and this is ultimately <laughs> reminding me of a Stranger Things episode. It's got super eighties, like early nineties vibes. It's nineteen ninety three. You've got four four kids that are out trick or treating. It's dark out. One of them is dressed as Little Stinger, like he's got a Sting T shirt, the face paint, the whole nine. It's really really good, and they're talking about going trick-or-treating but this one kid dressed as a vampire is dead set on finding a spooky house uh, a creepy house to be the end of it and can i just play what happens when they go to the creepy house and who they interact with because it is so perfect hi kids wow it's tony shivani Um, I have a helicopter waiting to pick me up in a few minutes. What's that smell, Tony? It's my wife. She's baking cookies. Would you kids like to have some? Who wrote that? (laughs) Tony, Tony, Tony. (laughs) I I think he's actually excellent. (laughs) (laughs) Is he, like, trying to fake that his wife is baking in the oven? I believe so. Like oh, yeah, she's, he, he cooked her. He's cooking her. Yeah. Oh, man. Uh, and then I, later just on. Just real quick, I want to say it's. this reminds me very much of uh, Are You Afraid of the Dark, this whole thing. Yes. Oh, Ooh, that's, that's, really that's good. a good call, but like this is the exact same time. That I wrote Afraid down Monster Dark, Squad. <laughs> that's there, another good one. Yeah, it's the, got those vibes. There's the big reveal at the end as uh, Tony is being super creepy throughout the entire thing. And uh, spoiler alert, when they get to the end and the little kid that wants the scary house says, you're not scary. He turns around uh, after getting poked in the nose and he (laughs) rips his Tony Schiavone mask off. And it turns into what looks like a Stranger Things monster, kind of werewolf, kind of Demogorgon like thing. Just a monster. It's bizarre, and that's what opens up the pay-per-view. It throws it to the actual arena where you get to uh, Eric Bischoff kicking off the show. And welcome to Halloween Havoc 93! And it's it's so <laughs> shitty. It's, it's so, so good. good. He's, <laughs> he's dressed as a Confederate yeah. soldier. <laughs> so I was going to say, why is why? he dressed as a soldier? It's WCW. <laughs> I love like this era, too, of WCW, the cuts to the crowd, right? You've got it's like i don't even know like late 20 year old looking white males like just like hopped up in the crowd yeah that's what they look like i can't paint a better picture for you um but we've got the wheel at the aisle it's 
it's incredible the setup the vi- I wish I could paint a better visual but again on commentary you've got Jesse Ventura and Tony Schiavone Tony Schiavone is dressed as uh Jesse Ventura he's got the bald cap on the painted on the the boa uh, yeah the, the dollar boa, store boa again that we talked about we talked about the dollar store boas in uh 1996 bash at the beach and here they are here showing they are. up again <laughs> They it's saved actually, them. I love it. At 96, they saved them from here. Yeah. yeah right. Hey, man, the WCW uh, costume department, you know, they they might be frugal, but they're they're smart with the money, you know. <laughs> they, they do have a nice ratio of, like, fog to light, you know, like, just how it's it's perfectly lit. I think and, it's a good set. Especially I do, we, too. We dog WCW for, like, production value so much. And between the opening little movie and then, which also reminds me of, uh, Undertaker uh, AJ Styles. And yes, it's, yeah. free, it's the prequel to that. Um, between that and then, like the set, it's fun. I don't know. It's it, it I, is. WWF the best part. Yeah, yeah. WWF gets dogged on for like its characters and stuff like that for back in the day. But I mean, these WCW had some cr- sets that were like just <laughs> no, like it's, that. It's the best part, man. I feel oh, like I it's so it, different. Yeah. Like I'm seeing. Yeah, I'm saying it's th- good. It's cheesy, but it's. Funny, it, good. The whole thing gets me in the mood for Halloween right off the bat. I completely then, you know, agree. Yeah. And uh, like, th- like you were saying, this is spin the wheel, make the deal, right? So they're yep. going to have a uh, Vader and Cactus Jack in the main event, which will be what we cover. And they spin the wheel, figure out what kind of match it's going to be, and uh, we'll we'll dive into that a little bit later. But like, just like Bastard at the Beach, where we talked about a couple episodes ago. The setup is all of these headstones and fog and lights, and I think Elvis Lives is on one headstone. It's got Vader, R.I.P. on another, but it's just... I love this. This may be my favorite part of WCW is just the The the, the sets, the aesthetic. Yeah. 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 Especially the the early 90s. Yeah. That early 90s dark arena aesthetic for me is is what gets me every single time. I think what, what it reminds me of... And we were never big followers of this, but it was always on TV and you would pop it on like on a Saturday evening after dinner and like it was wrestling. Like I didn't know who half these guys were, any of them for that matter, but I threw it on because it was wrestling and it never held my attention much, but I just, I don't know. It reminds me of that. So let's buzz through this card, right? Because there are some very interesting names on it. Some our first match. faces. Yeah, our first match. So again, this is October 1993. We're coming off like what are we? A year after, uh, probably one of the our favorite years in WWF 1992 Royal Rumble is what I always think of. Um, we're coming off of that. So it kicks off this pay-per-view. We've got uh, Harlem Heat and the Equalizer facing off against Ice Train, Charlie Norris, and the Shockmaster. It, it, oh, my God. Uh, no, no helmet or anything for Shockmaster here. No, he's yes. just got just, like a Canadian tuxedo on. He looks like he's working for Con Edison. Like, yes. yes. Is that yeah. what they're going for? I was like, wait a second. I was always like, supposed to have like a stormtrooper. Right. Like, right. All, all us uh, all us New Yorkers. That's the New York Electric Company. That, <laughs> yeah. that, that you seen, for... uh, yeah, like uh, it reminds me of like the Ghostbusters 2 scene. Yes. Yo, more bell. Yeah. <laughs> so so there's nine uh, I'm sorry there's eight total matches on this card seven before the one that we're going to cover and this opening match goes almost 10 minutes where uh, Ice Train, Charlie Norris and the Shockmaster come out on top. Uh our Good next match. Our yeah, next Fred match. Otten, shout out to Fred Otten. <laughs> Between seasons I've not warmed <laughs> up to him. I just wanted to add that I have not warmed up to Fred Otten. 
I know he's supposed <laughs> to be a swell guy, but this is He's basically tugboat here. I've been forced to watch a Shockmaster match already in season four. <laughs> I, no one forced me to. I did. But. Yeah, you just did it on your own. <laughs> Paul Orndorff facing off against Ricky the Dragon Steamboat, and uh, I, this is where like the jarring moment not 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 jarring. Like obviously we've seen Steamboat elsewhere, but to me this version of Steamboat it feels very much like that. You know, like the the bre- he's breathing fire in this match in the beginning. He's almost dressed identical to his run in. Uh, WWF in 92 and it's it's strange I believe he was a replacement in this match um and he loses to Paul Orndorff uh the assassin who is a masked man he has a steel plate behind his mask and uh headbutts Ricky Steamboat to uh yeah help Paul Orndorff WCW loved these like no-name manager guys like here he comes with the assassin <laughs> come on it's jody hamilton and to mikey's point before like this roster is for as much as these people pretend that like they're we're wrestling wrestling like it is loaded with gimmickry up and down this like this card like yes 100 you know this match goes 18 and a half minutes next up on the card we've got lord steven regal who is the uh, wcw world television champion and he's with Sir William, and he's facing off against Davy Boy Smith. This match goes 15 minutes and ends in a time limit draw. My favorite. Oh, <laughs> Just what I want to see on a pay per view. They loved the time limit draw. <laughs> the real, damn it. One you know, match. Oh, you it, want to talk the- more about it? No, I was just going to say that it was pulled off pretty well with the one, two bell rings and yeah, then the they three. Timed they, they timed it very well. It was well done. But again, another thing that was odd to me, it, not not odd, but just weird to see Bulldog in his, like, I mean, Very. this guy just came off of the biggest match of his career, what, like, you know, a year earlier in at SummerSlam 92, and uh, and here he is in, in WCW for a 15-minute time limit draw. <laughs> Yeah, well. uh, next, next up, this match caught my eye. Dustin Rhodes, who is the WCW United States champion, he's facing off against Steve Austin. Uh, you know, that's pretty cool to me in 93 to see. Oh, yeah. uh, match was entertaining. Next up on the card, we've got the Nasty Boys with Jimmy Hart's replacement, replacement Missy Hyatt. And they're facing off against... Marcus Bagwell and Two Cold Scorpio uh, for the Bagwell WCW baby. championship. Baby Bagwell here, yeah, and they they are the champions, and Nasty Boys defeat them. I, I didn't do my homework well enough, and I'm going to give you housekeeping right off the bat. Uh, when did they leave? When did the Nasty Boys leave WWF and it come was, to WCW? It was in '93, right? Yeah, it's that's early '93. Yeah, so it's got to be. Uh, there you go. We got some housekeeping already. Before <laughs> WrestleMania nine, though, I think definitely. Yeah, they uh, that match goes almost fifteen minutes. Pretty much every match on this card is close to fifteen minutes um, or longer. We've got Sid facing off against Sting in a singles match. Sleeping so crickets. This this match, the best part of it is right before the match in the Sting intro. There is a college bro front row in his sting shirt, in his sting face paint, in his sting flat top haircut, screaming. And when I say screaming, I mean like you're screaming so loud that your voice gets hoarse. Like 
he's screaming Sid sucks <laughs> and then stings the man and like it his this neck dude is bulging like yes. Ren and Stimpy <laughs> oh my like. god that's the perfect explanation <laughs> wow. that is it, he looks like he's straight out of Ren and Stimpy when they zoom in and they get every single wrinkle in the neck and vein popping out it just this dude is absolutely insane looking but in the best way possible <laughs> oh and if you're playing snick bingo at home that's now a second uh <laughs> yeah. so just wait for the alex mack reference later and uh, then you win. uh All right, my voice is shot now thanks <laughs> so uh, serious question though what is more embarrassing the wrestling fan, the grown adult who goes to the event with face paint on, or the wrestling fan that brings his fake replica title <laughs> to it. I mean, come on. That's like are a grown you, man bringing a baseball glove to a baseball game. Are you talking about the guy with the stinger face paint? Yes. He looks like Pat Sajak's son or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You, uh, it's, it's, it's a $5,000 belt. Yeah. Oh I think they God, only put that yeah. out to make the $500 belt people look less pathetic. You know? Yeah, like, don't oh, give me, it's only 500 bucks. <laughs> don't get me started on pro wrestling tees, please. <laughs> oh. <Yeah. laughs> Matt said to... it looks like good friend of the show, Ian Valentine, with hair. <laughs> it totally looks like it could be his older brother. <laughs> All right. I have to post that our, in the Discord. <laughs> our second, our first main event, I think it's billed as a main event, um, is the WCW International World Heavyweight Championship uh, with guest referee Terry Taylor, and it is Rick Rude, the champion, facing off against Ric Flair. Um, the only note that I have from this match that goes almost 20 minutes is Rick Rude. How have I never seen these tights that he's wearing? <laughs> they are the most festive Halloween <laughs> trunks that I've ever seen. Hopkin on the S. Yeah, he's got a pumpkin right on his buttocks. He's got a pumpkin right on his ass. <laughs> um, quick question, while as you've gone through the card here, this is 93, right? It's around the same time as Survivor Series 93, give or take a month. Um, if you could tra- pick one roster, which roster do you pick? This roster is loaded, I think. Oh, right? my God. We're talking about the Survivor Series roster has is the one with uh, Undertaker, Lex. Lex, the All-Americans against Yoko's Foreign Fanatics. Right. It also has, like, Shaun of the Knights versus Brett and the Hart family. <laughs> and uh, that, it's, so basically those four rosters. Four those, Yeah, four toinks. So, yeah. Diminishing and, returns on WWF there. And you're saying that you know what you know now. Like, you know what you know, Dustin Rhodes and Stone and Steve Austin become. Say you're drafting a roster or you could pick a roster in 1993. Like, and you have the same potential there. Knowing hindsight. I I feel like you got to go with this. I mean, this, this card is absolutely stacked. You've got Fred Otten, notwithstanding. (laughs) Yes. Otman. Yeah. Ottman, uh, Steamboat, Orndorff, Regal, Davey boy, uh, Dustin Rhodes, Steve Austin, nasty boys, Sting, Sid Vicious, you know, Rick Rude, Rick Flair, and then Cactus Vader Jack and, Mick, yeah. and yeah, Vader. And it's that. insane. Yeah. How soon after this did Hogan debut with uh, with WCW is another question I have. Sorry. Matt's I, right down. Yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so 94. It was definitely 94, but I'd be curious the time because this is just a few months before 1994. Um, he was um, he was making thunder in paradise, literally. Like, yeah, I mean, well, his ass cheeks were flapping as he's <laughs> blowing his farts out of his ass. Damn, Hogan. 
eating too much pasta mania. <laughs> I bet I was going to reference pasta mania. I was looking for the window. Uh, so with that being said, uh, I'm picturing that like drawn in a Ren and Stimpy style as well. Uh, <laughs> the cheeks flapping as he runs. Please, ew, powdered powdered toast man. Yeah, part. exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it's time for what's right. in the cooler let's take a little break the extra cooler show and what's in the cooler is brought to you by sloop brewing company sloop brewing is known for their hazy and golden ipas like juice bomb and super soft be on the lookout for more coming from the extra cooler show and our favorite brewery sloop i know we've got some sloops on deck so who wants to take it off or lead off sorry i'll go who since i take don't have a, i'll go since i don't have a sloop <laughs> i've got little lobster this is by aurora brewing company they, it's so says the can, they're from Clifton Park, New York, which is outside of Albany, I believe, or maybe that's Clifton Springs. I don't know geography. No, 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 whatever. you're right. Outside of right. Albany. Thank you. But but they just opened their second, their only outpost, uh, right like a quarter mile from my house. And I just picked up this four-pack, and it is fantastic. It's a New England-style IPA, my favorite, with local wildflower honey and the galaxy hops, and it's 6.5%, and it's absolutely delicious. I'm super excited. They're next door. I just burped. Sorry. Mike, what do you got? <laughs> Me. I got a sloop beer. It's uh, aces and eights. Or uh, what? that's what I like to call it. It's it's uh, eights are wild, actually. Uh, it's a nice. Eights like the uh, impact. Yeah. Uh, like exactly. the impact stable. Yep. That's what I've been calling it. Wrestling uh, <laughs> wrestling related. I like it. Continue. Yeah. It's, uh, you know, it's, it's a hazy IPA. Tropical, fruity, floral. Nice and smooth. It's good. Not as good as the five-year anniversary beer that they oh, put still out that I just had. For it. Uh, I just got to get over to the brewery and make it yeah. happen. That's what's got to happen. That's might might be my favorite Sloop beer, the five-year anniversary wow. beer. They they just celebrated their fifth anniversary at the Sloop Factory, which was their you know, customer-facing brewery that you've seen and you've heard us speak about all the time, especially with our Sloopomania, our Sloopomania event this past WrestleMania season. Uh, I do as well have a sloop i went with grounded roots this is a new york ipa they call it that because it has um new york barley and new york hops in it so all local which is awesome it's very very tasty six percenter and uh on the the can itself it says celebrating the craft and tradition of brewing with new york so uh i really dig it it's a great one as and you know sloop never disappoints so yeah this one's an eight percent that's i guess that's why it's eights are wild Yep, and it's uh, yeah. it said it, uh, it was a double on there, right? So yeah. uh, you normally see Sloop live in that six to seven range. So an eight is uh, is got to be a nice treat. I got to get my hands on that one. It is. You don't really taste it too. So and, what do you got, Nick? I well, uh, Clift, real quick, Clifton Park. There was Northern Lights was a music venue that I spent a oh. lot of time in. So yes, it's right outside okay. of uh, Albany. So that's how I knew it. But continue, Matt's Nick. Like, what you got? That's like screw you guys. I don't want more housekeeping <laughs> for next week. Yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm I'm going with some tequila. I just finished off a bottle of El Tesoro, uh, one that my good tequila buddy uh, Dax Harwood and I El conversed about. No, <laughs> well we did talk about it. El Tesoro. It's delicious. Uh, and I'm sad that I finished the bottle because I can't find it around here. I found it on vacation. Damn. So so if you're citing the your your uh, tequila guru over here, Dax, you've got to like, when he had his podcast, he would take a sip and yeah. he would make yeah. all the mouth noises and <laughs> you would hear him slurp. And uh, That's Mike's he job. Would, 
he would talk about how peppery everything is, and uh, I, I need you to step up your game on your right, uh, right. tequila speak. So, uh, yeah. Well, if anybody is listening and uh, is a tequila fan, hop in the Discord, go into our little "What's in the Cooler" section, and let us know what you like. Hell yeah! And uh, if you Don't just want to bring Dax on for "What's in the Cooler," that works too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, back to our homework. So we've got Big Van Vader with Harley Race facing off against Cactus Jack in a Texas death match. Uh, Vader was the reigning WCW champion, but the title was not on the line in this match. Um, And it it was a classic spin-the-wheel, make-the-deal type of match. Uh, Probably like midway through the the pay-per-view, Vader comes out and he spins the the giant wheel. It's pretty anticlimactic. That's why we haven't spoken about it. Do you you think it was rigged, or do you think it was legit? 100% rigged. It has to be rigged. Yeah. Well, otherwise we could have gotten a tuxedo match, man. Could you imagine those two in a tuxedo match? Was that actually on the wheel? Like somebody's got to. Somebody's got to look for a picture. All right, done. I hope it wasn't. Myself more housekeeping. I hope it wasn't rigged. I'd love the idea of them like, yeah, let's do it. Uh, Yeah, yeah, right. I feel like. Listen, I feel like if anything, if anybody would do it, it would be WCW with yeah. these two mammoths, these monsters. They would, yeah, F it. Let's do yeah. it. But when you think about it, too, like I have it in my notes that they come out around the hour mark to spin the wheel, right? So realistically, like these two guys are that good that, you know, they come on about an hour and a half later in the card. They they could go over some stuff, you know? Yeah, for sure. Like we'll get into it, but there's spots in the match, right? Like there so are, like, yeah, right. Makes you believe that it has to. Um, so anyway, um, let's go over uh, this match, right? Uh, the first first things first. Gary Michael Capetta is the man, yes. the guy that's doing the intros. Oh, it, he's classic. He, he is so classic. He gives Mean Gene a run for his money, or, or I'm sorry, the Fink a run for his money here. Is like, he the one that explains the rules as well, or is that yes, okay. yes. Yes. Which I, I think WCW kind of fails at explaining the rules. We've been down do. this before. Is it falls don't count or fall count, falls count anywhere? Like, I'm like, wait, what? It's, <laughs> it's a very confusing. It's, it's not very until convoluted. you start. It's like um, you learn how the match goes down as it happens. Yes. Because yeah. the way they explain it, I like had to pause my screen and read it. And I was like, wait, oh, what? <laughs> these are really. So these are old school Texas death yes. match rules. Where it is like paying homage, if you will, and it's it's really lending itself to the old style of Texas death matches. But it's the falls don't count, but you still pin your opponent. And then once you pin the opponent, you get a 30 second rest period. Then after the 30 second rest period, the guy that got pinned has 10 seconds to 10 count to raise to his feet or the match is over so there's like all of this chaos and i appreciate the and then though i'm sorry and then wcw adds that balls count anywhere like you can pin somebody anywhere in the arena which makes it fun for sure but uh man oh man it's it's really tough to get a grasp on if you're not super familiar with these old school rules so i have the wheel up right now Yes, save kind me. Of, that looks like a wheel app you have that like yeah. would put us in yeah. one of those matches. It's like one of those like from the office, you know, the bottle cork <laughs> thing, yeah. Like, yeah. popping champagne, you know. But a lot of these uh, things on the wheel are, are very similar, so maybe it's not rigged. Yeah, there's there's a false count anywhere match on top uh, of okay the Texas Death Match, which is basically okay. the same thing. Yeah, there's 
a first blood match. There's a Prince of Darkness match, Lumberjack <laughs> match. Wait, what? Prince of Darkness. Darkness. It says Prince of Darkness. That will not be housekeeping next week. Sorry. If somebody else wants to take it, go for it. But nope. Sounds like a good Halloween assignment. Come on. Halloween (laughs) homework. There's a Russian chain match uh, and a spinner chair. A spinner (laughs) chair. Really interesting. So is there a tuxedo match on TV? (laughs) No, there's no tuxedo match. I must no tuxedo match. That would have been incredible though. Watching these two in a tuxedo. There's a dog collar match though. So okay, you're right though. These are these are all like reasonable matches that you can see these two behemoths fighting in. So I could fit the format, the match to the format. I don't think it's. I don't think it's rigged. I'm going with it. Was it was a shoot spin? I agree. You and like I said, you got an hour and a half to to finalize any little details it it definitely works so uh hailing from uh, truth or consequences new mexico we have a 28 year old mick foley wow, i should have made you guys guess he was 28 handsome wow. guy man handsome guy he could have been uh, he's, he's got the you know the hair been. he's got great hair he looks like, you know like they did like a you know troy palomalo uh, head and shoulders commercial well, i feel like yeah he's got like Jack. flowing locks it's no axe yeah. No, no, axe. no, yeah. no, Axe. Survivor Series. Uh, You're seeing Survivor Series yeah. 90. You're seeing that meme go around. Yeah, it's good. You're uh, just, you just, you just spoiled extra credit, like number one on the list. Yeah. Man. The top story. The axe. axe. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, so I think this match is, is awesome. It, it kicks off. Vader comes out. Then, like I said, a 28 year old Mick Foley comes out as Cactus Jack. Um, right off the bat, these two go at it. Uh, Foley was out of action for a little while before this match because of Vader. Um, and Vader ditches the mask almost immediately. I don't even think we're a minute into this match. And Vader looks like he's out cold because of some of these chair shots. The chair shots in 93 in WCW are like nothing we are used to from WWF land. At that, and that chair is all that rusty. Time period. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I hope they got their tetanus shots. Jesus, <laughs> that's Christ. what I was thinking. It wasn't blood, right? That was like a, just a rusty ass chair. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. It it's a steel chair, but like the paint has started to peel off it, and it's yeah. rust rusted underneath, right in the seat. So Mikey Workrate was probably sitting on that chair, ripping a whole lot of uh, farts on it and peeling paint off. <laughs> that's my guess. <laughs> don't you, don't you feel like I mean this is like the perfect main event for a uh, Halloween havoc too? Mm-hmm. Don't you think? It's like it has like real like Freddy versus Jason kind of vibes to it. Like these guys are monsters. Like or like the you know Leatherface from Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Like they are just like going at each other, and it's it's just uh, like the perfect main event, I think, for this card. I I totally agree. Um, Like I said, a lot of lot of stiff shots as they work their way Mm -hmm. to the graveyard entrance. Oh, without a doubt. Vader both... is getting destroyed. He almost looks like yeah. he like suffers a concussion very early on in this match. Um, so they make their way to the the graveyard entrance, and Vader rolls down the trap door as Cactus is a bloody mess with cuts above and below the eye. Um, Vader comes crawling out of this trap door in the entrance, and he's all bloody. He's crawling out of the grave. Um, and this is where we get our first fall, right? Vader uh, takes a clothesline and uh, off the ramp. Oh, I'm sorry, on the ramp. But but Vader was able to get to his feet prior to the ten count. And this is where like these rules are really 
really strange. Like, so essentially you have like a 40 count. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Like, what a waste of time. Yeah. Yeah. It's. I mean, though, these guys are abusing the shit out of each other. Like, so it's right. basically to like give them a break. This is this where uh, Cactus Jack brings the actual cacti into? Uh, yes. Yes. So into play? I, I love. They both go into the grave and Shivani. Oh, they're going into the graveyard, and then uh, there's smoke and lights and everything. And Cactus Jack comes out with a bang bang, and then he goes and grabs a cactus, literal like. Pla- yes. uh, like a card, like a wooden yeah, cutout. Looks like it's something from, from their your school set. play. Yes, exactly. And he smashes Vader, who's coming out of the grave completely bloodied. It was a really cool visual, hard, like everything, like you said, everything in this match was really stiff. The classic Vader punches in the corner, like mm-hmm. we get that everywhere. We get it in the crowd, we get it in the ring, we get it against the ring post. It's yeah, like. And, and- Everywhere. I, did, I didn't paint the picture well enough to describe that the ramp is that classic like ramp yes. that goes right up to the ring apron. And those things to me look super stiff. Very. Yes. Yeah. So um, they, they call it or Jesse Ventura is calling it a runway. It's that classic elevated ramp that uh, that WCW uses all the time. It's right at the level of the ring. So the ramp goes directly in to yeah, the right. apron level. It uh, it, so we've we've talked about the first fall. We get a, a second fall when Cactus goes and jumps off of that ramp and hits an elbow on Vader. However, Vader once again reaches his feet. Such a weird spot here. So like Vader, Vader uh takes a shot on the on the uh, on the runway itself. He like awkwardly falls and then kind of rolls off. And when he rolls off, there's a table on the outside that he yes. has to like push he pushes the table out of the way and then eats the running uh elbow drop off of the uh off of the ramp from from cactus which is just a strange one uh it, and man the punishment that cactus does d- oh. with that flying elbow off the apron typically and here off the ramp is just like think about landing on your hip onto the concrete floor <laughs> multiple times a week (laughs) every time i see him like i don't care how many hip replacements you can have like how is this man still able to walk god he he does look built for it though right he does does. anyone built for it like huge he's just got like that natural cushion to him obviously (laughs) i'm not saying it doesn't hurt like the thing everything he does looks like agonizing to me but that's that's the best part of cactus jack though it's like you look at him and you see and you feel believability, right? Like that yes. suspension yes. of disbelief is like, oh shit, here we go. You and that's feel like it too. My my favorite part about there. Cactus Jack, man, and he is one of the dudes that like made me fall in love with that style of chaos oh, in easily. wrestling. Absolutely, I'm glad you said that because it takes me back to '93, and like we did not watch this happening, or like the only thing I knew about Cactus Jack is what I read in like Nick's PWI mm-hmm. magazines, and all it was was like blood and guts and i'm looking at it like oh my god <laughs> right? yeah. like, this is an insane person like like i got it you know like i wanted oh, he, to see was, it like but yeah. it was just like like I, that's all it was it was over it was just cactus jack blood in those magazines that big yeah. smile with the teeth you know yeah and, and to go back and watch this it's like it makes me very happy that this is the first episode of season four you know <laughs> <laughs> so speaking of like the believability like just little things like the way so that table that we spoke of cactus gets another one of those tables involved in the match and they make their way back into the ring and the way that he like 
picks it up. It, he looks exhausted. He's trying to get it into the ring. And it's not like he's trying to set it up in a way like you see nowadays where they like perfectly align it in the corner and they perfectly have it set up ready to go. No, he throws it in there. It's it's upside down to the point where the referee <laughs> has – so Cactus Jack and Vader go to the far corner and the referee has to flip the table because – Cactus Jack must have forgotten to flip it, and he the ref realizes, oh, shit, he's about to throw <laughs> Vader into this thing, and Vader's going to destroy himself. Uh, and even to the point where Jesse Ventura is like, what's he doing? He's setting it up for Cactus? Yeah, yes. <laughs> like, yeah he covers on, well. Yeah, yeah. But then, like, again, we talked about those rusty steel chairs. You've got this wooden table. Who This thing is not rigged, 100%. The fact that Foley throws Vader into this wooden table. It's a 400-pound man. Yeah, 400-pound man. And it's not even set up in the corner of the ring. It's, it's laying on the top rope. And he doesn't even break the goddamn table. <laughs> Bounces off of it like yeah. a bouncy ball out of a 25-cents machine back in the day. It looks like, like, like my... he spiked him off the, the concrete, you know? Like, it looks like when my five-year-old is wrestling my three-year-old, <laughs> throwing him around the living room. I love Jesus. it though. You you saw it. You knew it was coming. You're like, that ain't gonna break. Like, and the guy's nope. like, Boing. no. <laughs> oh, Vader man. jumps like when he's and, and it's funny because like they're in the corner uh, going at it, and Vader's laying in these punches, and you see him lean into Cactus and sit there a little bit longer than normal like he's definitely talking in his ear goes for the Irish whip and Cactus reverses it and sends Vader in but Vader jumps and it looks like he's about to do a belly flop into the pool like he just puts his arms out and he takes the table straight to the face which bounces off of the ropes and flings them backwards it it it's it 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 made me laugh in the middle of this this Texas death match I was laughing at this spot Vader, we're, we're at the point in the match, probably like 10 minutes in, and Vader looks gassed, right? Uh, they're working their way to the outside corner. They're over by the guardrail, and uh, Cactus Jack gets him in a suplex, lifts Vader up enough to throw him on top of the guardrail. So Vader's in the crowd, and at this point, I don't know what Foley is doing. Cactus Jack, he goes for a run, and he goes to run and jump over the guardrail and like completely misses it. But it it, it looks like natural. It looks yes. like what you would expect from two men of, of their size. Um, but then again, right after that, Vader picks up Foley, tosses him over the guardrail back into the inside. And it, it all looks so insanely sloppy but incredible at the same time. Yeah, that's yes. the thing. Even though – even if you might – if it looks sloppy, you know these guys are like actually hurting each other. Like that's it's the sloppiness is yes, it adds to it more. Right. It's just yes. a, like, and then and, I forget and, if it's Shivani or Ventura who says it. They're like, um, what do say? I don't even know if we could call it a match. This is just an out and out fight. Like one of them says. easily. They both look gassed, and and then you see like these little subtle things, like the cameraman catching Harley Race with his stun gun, um, and it's it. It's perfectly placed because it's not like accidental, but they try and play it off like it's, it's accidental. Like just checking to see if it works. Yeah, just trying to. <laughs> now let's let's uh, go through our uh, wrestling foreign objects, though. This is a taser, right? Correct. Yes. Like as opposed to uh, the shock stick that you know the yeah. mounts. Right. That's more like a very cattle prod. Cattle yeah. prod. This is like what you saw in in what's Batman Returns. Like I think uh, Catwoman has it, right? Like. Yeah, uh, it's the little, is, it's the little one. The po- this the is what Scott Hall faces Goldberg with. 
It's a yes. taser, okay. yeah. Oh, it's the same thing? It's the no. little taser? No, that was, I thought that was a cattle prod. Yeah, that was definitely a cattle prod. Wait, hold on. We, we have a, a side-by-side comparison, don't we, Matt? So I don't have a full side by side, but I do have. Let's let's listen to the WWF shock stick. Oh, at first. Look, wow! What a segue. Right? Let Let's do it. What a miscarriage of justice! Oh, sorry. Was <laughs> oh, no, oh, no. not correct. <laughs> We're having some technicals here. That I got the miscarriage. I hold on. <laughs> I got the Mountie ready to go. All right. And you. <laughs> You want to click your stun gun? <laughs> so this is a full rundown of pretty much the finish of the match. So are we there yet? I don't think. No, let's yet. wait. Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> what a, what a so it's been, yeah, miscarriage of justice was very telling for uh, us getting back on the horse here a month later. But continue. Sorry, I saw the clip in it, and, and the clip is quoted stun gun. So I thought you know we could go side by side. But anyway, moving right along. Um, so anyway, the the two of them then work their way onto the ramp um and harley race has this clearly has his his stun gun in hand that he's making sure works before we talk about the stun gun anybody want to talk about harley race's hair oh uh, <laughs> my favorite thing is how mikey Workrate describes this style of hair uh you've called ramen I think, noodles yes exactly <laughs> exactly it is ramen noodle adjacent like this dude just has ramen noodles on his head and it's the perfect explanation <laughs> He but then a, he's he got, got like a perm at the mall, right? That's yeah, he That's, he got a perm, yes. but then he's got like it's not even like a mullet, right? It's a like, mullet perm. Let's say the barber uses in like a a five around your head, like on with a buzzer, and then he goes and leaves like where the rat tail would be. It's not a rat tail; it's like a full strand that like <laughs> I don't. It's like a cape. It's like a yeah, cape of it's hair. A cape. Wow. That's so good. Cape it's a cape. I, I, my hair is super long right now. I feel like I have a cape in the back. Like, oh, <laughs> no, that that is no Harley Race cape. But I, I also Harley Race. I think you've coined the term a cape of hair, right? <laughs> Damn, yeah. we got to get on that. This is real inside baseball barbershop <laughs> stuff. You talk about number five. I'm going. Like, I'm going. I'm going to the barber tomorrow. I'll I'll ask, ask him. Maybe him I'll a send cape. him a uh, a picture of. Uh, yes. Do you go to a barber with one of the little spinny things in front? You know what we talking about? Uh, you know, the, the no, sign? no. Oh. This dude is like super punk rock though, and you go in. You're listening to some awesome music, and he gets in the chair, fully tattooed from his knuckles to his neck, and uh, it's it's a Gives good experience. No, that's all I go for. I just go for the beard. So oh, wow. uh, yeah, the beard. So he'll shape me up tomorrow. He'll Shit. give me the straight razor on the cheeks and on the neck, and uh, yeah, it's old school, old that's school almost, stuff. That's like, have you ever sat next to Big Bully Busick? Oh, man. Uh, <laughs> it'll be on episode four of season four by the way <laughs> we're gonna yes. we're gonna see bull, big bully Busick in a little while maybe i can leave the barber with a big old mustache like oh tomorrow. you won't do it <laughs> I won't. Are, you're right we're gonna All have right, so, at some point this season that you have to get your next <laughs> barber shop jim's, cut <laughs> jim's the only one on this season kick i don't even know where it came from <laughs> So we we have two two early falls that go to Cactus Jack, but he can't finish the job. Third fall goes to Vader after his moonsault. Um, and like I said, they're in the ramp right now. And uh, at this point, we get the fourth fall, which goes to Vader after a DDT onto a chair on the entrance on. ramp. We got to talk about the piggyback backdrop. Yeah. Well, first that of looks all, like it. Apologize. The, I apologize. The the moonsault is nasty. Like Woo! Vader that's a big goes, man. That's a big man. On the top he, rope. 
He hits it. Per- oh, uh, it wasn't necessarily perfectly because it looked like he landed his forearm directly across Cactus Jack's face. Like, and even after he kicks out, he's holding his face like, holy shit, my nose is broken. Like, it, it looked bad. But, Mike, exactly as you were saying, they go out into the ramp again, and Cactus Jack, for some reason, just jumps on the back of Vader and... Instead of trying to shake him off or throw him off, Vader just decides to take a flat back bump with Cactus Jack on his back and the thud. On the stiff ramp. The thud that you hear on this ramp is like vomit oh, inducing. Oh, he must have broken God, his bad. ribs. All right, you right. Can, so back. You can, one move that Vader is going to do to you is oh. that move on the ramp or the moonsault. <laughs> What would you or, want? I'd rather I'll take, take my chances salt. with the moonsault. <laughs> take your oh, chances. Man. Yes. That's, that's some chances, though. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't know, man. There, I get it. There's no, a the better one, chance of him like missing. And, yeah, yeah. He's smashing you no missing. matter what with the other one. The oh, odds. Man. Or or do you take just his thumping fists into the corner? Like, but the the the, the backdrop with with Foley on his back, like it almost looks like he's like pissed off at him like he doesn't look pissed but it's like the kind of thing that you do when like you've had enough and you're in like a little bit of a a, a scuffle and you've had yeah. enough and you're like just get the hell off of me and it drops back boom so vader is listed is billed at six five four fifty four hundred and fifty wow. pounds just forcing himself down onto your chest and stomach so i'm gonna and i'm gonna back yeah, I'm going to bury the lead a little bit here. Uh, in my favorite list of all time, the 100 best matches to see before you die, there was a write-up for this match. And in that write-up, Foley was interviewed and said, I really thought uh, it was going to be the last move I ever did in wrestling, uh, Foley told WWE.com. I thought I would collect on the Lloyds of London policy that would uh, kick in after a 450-pound man sandwiched me. <laughs> like, oh, my God. Even even afterwards, Foley is saying about how rough that bump was. So that, wow. that parlays me into, I, I know we're usually talking about it at Cans in the Cooler, but tell me where this landed on my favorite list of all time. Nick is usually the ace at this one. It's in the top 50. Okay. Mike, I feel like I remember it somewhere in yours. There. No, no, this is the no. WWE.com that we big talk list about that all I love the time. And I talk about all the time. 41. Okay. 41 from Nick. Say 39. 39 from Mike. We have a new victory, new winner. Damn. Ahead, Jim. Oh, I'm always 35. Uh, yeah. yeah you don't oh, get two oh. choices. I'm always way off, so I'm going to guess totally what opposite of what I'm thinking. I'm going to say 17. No, it was 35. Damn it! <laughs> it, was, it was ranked number 35 on the 100 best matches Fuck. to see before you die from WWE.com um, when they launched the WWE Network. So, uh, yeah, this was a good one. Sorry. Damn. Going back to it. <laughs> I, just, I just used foul language on my own show. I heard. I'm <laughs> sorry. Very uncharacteristic unless you're talking about Brutus Beefcake, huh? Yeah. Yep. yeah. Wow. So That's how long it's does, been. Not only does uh, Foley take this nasty bump, but Vader follows it up with a gnarly, unprotected chair, chair shot directly oh. to Cactus Jack's head. It's like one of those that The Rock hits on Foley yeah. at yep. Royal Rumble. Like It's that glancing blow that's a direct hit, and it just goes off the side of the head. And 
oh man. And then it's followed up directly after that by a DDT onto this rusty, gnarly chair. Like gnarly is the word for all of this. And once he takes this DDT on the chair, Nick Patrick, who is the referee here, brings in the trainers to check on Cactus Jack because that's how bad of a three-stage beat down. Yeah, that, it does not seem like a work. <laughs> like It, it, it no. just looks that brutal, this match. It really um, makes you think of the Rock stuff, or I think, obviously, vice versa it should be because as fed heads is recalled, <laughs> we saw yeah. that first. But like it's all in the aisle, right? Like it's, yes. It takes place in like the same spot. It just looks the same, the same kind of crumple action. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like it's, Yep. Ooh, so it's during, just uh, and it's five. It, yeah. It's five. What six years earlier, right? I don't. Yeah, ninety three to ninety eight. Right, it was ninety eight yeah. Royal Rumble that match. So ninety is it ninety eight, ninety nine, ninety nine, ninety nine. Sorry, thank you. I'm I'm always the worst with dates. You guys are incredible. So before they come to check on him, we get uh you know Harley Race attacks Cactus Jack with the stun gun, and uh, while the referee's back was turned. And it enables Vader to get his win so that Cactus Jack cannot get up and get to his feet by the count of 10. And as Jesse Ventura said, do you have this one? Or is that, sorry, I I forget. The the finish is really strange to me. And yeah, I'll take take the production over here, Nicholas. (laughs) I'm not touching anything. So it, it's will it's you really... stop it? <laughs> it's a miscarriage of justice. If, in case you guys don't know by by season four by now, like <laughs> this show, entire podcast is haunted by Gorilla Monsoon. So will you stop it? <laughs> um, play the damn gorilla? clip. <laughs> Gorilla or stew? Gorilla, All right, gorilla is here we easy. go. Let's just listen to the finish because it was super wonky, and we finally get to hear. Let's hear Shock Stick. Oh, no, look at that. Oh, no. It's McMahon, and then let's listen to uh, this stun gun. Jack's working his way up. What has Race got in his hand? He's got some electric prodder. He stung him with it. He got him with volts of electricity, Tony. You know what their you know what their Got stun gun sounds like? Electricity. I'm gonna make a lost reference. It sounds like the smoke monster from oh. Lost. <laughs> All right. I think right. the click. Yeah, I think the clicking sound is more menacing than the what's, uh, agreed. What's really funny is that there's this clicking that you hear ringside earlier in the match. You hear it clicking right before he stuns Foley, and then all of a sudden the clicking stops, and then you hear Foley just go ah <laughs> yeah yeah. <laughs> And fall down, uh, which again is is really strange because, right. you know, they the Vader comes over as as uh, Cactus Jack is getting looked at by all the medical team. He throws literally throws these men out of the way. He covers Cactus Jack for the three count, but Cactus gets up before the thirty second rest period. He hits a DDT onto the chair with Vader, and now both men are down for the ten count. So does does. Does Cactus Jack even get like a pin here where Vader could be down and they're counting oh. both men? And so then classic WCW screwy. Like it's so strange. Then you get Harley Race with the clicking and the stun gun and the screaming and the uh, all of a sudden. Oh. Do oh. it again. Do it again. Oh my god! That's the, <laughs> your tongue sick. That's sick it also sounds like the uh, the alien man could... from the alien from Signs. Ooh. Yeah. Oh yeah. 
so freaky. Look at you all. You're doing all like the Halloween stuff this week. <laughs> Man, I was I was working at a movie theater during Signs where oh. we were watching it the Thursday before it came out and completely empty. Everybody else was freaking out and I was the one that had to restring the film at the end of the night and I old walked school. out. Yeah, old school. I walked out into the parking lot which had woods in the back. Ooh, uh, oh, yeah. and I walk out and there's just a lamppost where <laughs> one light on Silhouettes. and the one light is shining on my car and oh. everybody else bails on me and I have to like I'm, I'm hearing that clicking noise as I'm going to the car at like 3 o'clock in the morning like yeah. oh, I'm shitting That's my pants fine. he gone <laughs> yeah that that movie will forever hold a special place because I didn't die that night <laughs> okay back to the match sorry guys <laughs> so match match ends Vader leaves like almost abruptly gets his hand raised by Harley Race and walks down the ramp into the back and we get uh, uh, Cactus Jack pops up pretty quick and yeah. DDT's Harley Race takes out Harley Race and uh, matches over. It's Sticks his fingers in Harley Race's mouth. <laughs> wee! Wee! Oh, Uncle man, that's, Harley! That's a, the, the Mankind stuff coming out. I don't think we're there yet. But, no, no, and, no. And they, they throw it back to Jesse and Tony who <sighs> randomly have to They uh, do this all this. the time in these WCW pay-per-views. They end with their little bullshit recap, which is it, always this, something I loathe. Yeah, and this point, Cactus is like playing to the crowd, raising his hand as he's yeah. stumbling back. And yeah. The, the Cactus Jack stumble, like oh, he comes out iconic. of the grave, he starts stumbling back, bloodied everywhere. It is so... So good. Another reason why you believe this man is really going through it in these middle of these matches. Mount Rushmore. Uh, but anyway, that's a different discussion for a different day. Um, I still really hate the recaps at the end, which we could have another discussion about one night. Um, so let's give our cans in the cooler for this match since we've we've discussed it at length. Anybody want to go first? I'm going to subtract half a star for Happy Can. I apologize for Fred Ottman's appearance in the card. 4.5. No, but really, um, I, I give it a 4.5. It's tremendous right amount of fun. A tremendous amount of fun. Yes. In it, what it does is, I'm like, holy cow! Like we've watched some bad WCW recently, and watching this, I'm like, whoa! I want to go back and yeah. watch this entire card. I mm-hmm. even love the the goofy Halloween intro. I think it's a lot of fun. This match is incredible. It's brutal. Like I said before, it's like Freddy versus Jason. Yeah. What more could you yeah. want around, especially in spooky season? If you're going to watch wrestling, this is the match. I think the only reason I'd subtract the half a can is not because of Fred Ottman, but because of the goofy ending. It's like so yes. convoluted. And no disrespect to the Texas death match history and all that, but like <laughs> WCW found a way to kind of botch that up. But I agree. I have a, I have a four or and a half for the exact same reasons. The ending just and, and the rules. It's. It's yes. a little wonky, but there were a couple of spots throughout the uh, throughout the match that made you scratch your head a little bit, and it was a little uh, you know suspension of disbelief is the big thing, right? It it kind of ruined it a couple of times, but again, I'm right there with you. We've got four and a half from me. It was it was amazing. It was worth worth the watch. Shots, shots, shots. What are we gonna do? He's going to mute himself because yeah. uh, it was a four and a half that he's about to do, and he's scribbling out his notes. And uh, go ahead, are we going to take a shot? Trying to find his like uh, vanilla vodka. <laughs> yeah, oh, that sounds disgusting. Fruit Loops, Loopy. What is it called? Lo- yeah, loopy. Yeah. Oh, what do you got? What's your rating? Four. Ooh. four <laughs> okay, defend the four. Yeah. Okay, I was actually might even was going to go lower than a four. Oh. 
So, I, I the match is great. It's a great match. Like four and a half cans in the cooler for the match. But just a lot of WCW shenanigans like downgrades it to a four for me. Like I, I read, a, I don't know if it's a rumor, but I've read that Dusty booked this show. So in the credits, you see yeah. that uh, Virgil. That- yeah, Virgil huh. Reynolds is the executive producer yeah. of the show in the yeah. credits. So Dusty having a hand in the booking makes total sense uh, of not only the card itself and and how it was supposed to go, but also right. the the finish. So it makes total sense. Yeah, the finish was a little too screwy for me. You know, it's the, the whole match idea is confusing, and I feel like yeah, I agree. Um, you know, just have a last man standing match. <laughs> right, yeah. right. Yeah. I, I think, I get what I think you're for saying. the time period, like, I feel like the, 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 the Texas they want death the menacing match, words. Okay. Yeah, yeah. But not only that, but like the historical context, as Jim was kind of saying, and it, it's made its way back into wrestling this time with, with AEW, who's not afraid to, you know, go towards the quote unquote, you know, gory side or the, yeah. you know, the brutal side of wrestling. But in, wwe vince mcmahon world like those things were shunned and those disappeared so i respect the 93 you know uh brutality of a texas death match and uh let's just be thankful that it wasn't an exploding barbed wire death match and true but i uh, feel like the 30 minute rest periods were just killed the crowd a lot yeah They, they admitted as much too like they talk about it they say like He's like, what is this? Jesse's like, what is this 30 seconds for? Yeah. I, I don't know if that's yeah, so, And he's like, well, the fans can need a break too. Like, all right, fine. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's it's really interesting because if you read it, like if you go online and you look up stuff, there's not a 30-second lull in a lot of these Texas Deathmatch rules. So, like, the Texas Deathmatch rule has has definitely been altered along the okay, way. Okay, so it's yeah, not yeah. super um, traditional as they... No, no. no like, even if you ser- search just Texas Deathmatch, right? A Texas Deathmatch is a match similar to the Last Man Standing match, the only difference being that you must be pinned, then a 10 count is initiated. If the person pinned fails to get up by the count of 10, the participant loses the match. Yeah. So... I know not everyone loves when I, refer- when I reference Meltzer here, but that's what Meltzer was saying, that these were traditional rules of the Texas right. death match. Uh, and then in his little recap, his, his words were, if you didn't buy this pay-per-view, you really owe it to yourself to get a tape to see this match. Four and three-quarter stars. I Ooh. love that like, he's talking yeah. about getting a tape, which is awesome. But yeah. Four, it's up four there, and three-quarters. It's, it's up, up there, there, man. I feel like it's got to be one of the top WCW matches. Sure. You know, it's probably one of the top WCW matches on that that network list that we always talk about. Especially. It could have been five stars. I wish yeah. all that stuff, like, wasn't so screwy. Fair but enough. Those guys those guys beat the hell yeah. out of each other. It's, it's an awesome match to watch. And, Nick, I know you wanted Brian Pillman, but I'm so glad you got us a Leon White match. Leon yeah, White. I completely agree. Someone we have a mother has a has a mother ever named a child better than that Leon White? (laughs) That is beautiful. He look he he came out of the womb with that haircut, right? (laughs) (laughs) We we never grew hair in that area. I got so excited. I was going to do the Vader stuff, and I knocked my whole computer over. (laughs) Can you do the Star Trek V thing? Of course. What am I two? Yeah. Leon uh, holds a special place in our heart as the uh, 
as what was it the uh, it wasn't the hundredth but the two year the two year special where we did Boy Meets World. So uh, yeah. Leon yeah. Leon carries a special place God, on this could, show. They couldn't have picked a better guy because like he comes down the aisle in this match. He's just like talk. He's just doing his talking rambling thing. Like it's just Vader. He's so perfect for like a villain on a TV yes. show. Like, like yep. Boy Meets World. Hey, so before, before we move on, we always talk about how WCW misused Brett, right? But we we don't really talk about how WWF really dropped the ball with Vader. Br- brutal. Oh, oh, terribly, terribly. Yeah, well said. Very, very <laughs> Sean. great point, <laughs> Sean. <laughs> Sean's fault. <laughs> that was my other match. That was if if this didn't win, that was the match that I wanted to win just to talk about and and like magnify all those little things. We got We'll get to that match one day. We have to. Yeah. All right. Matt, you want to take it away with some extra credit? Let's do it. The Extra Cooler Show is a proud member of the Pod Foundation. The Pod Foundation is a partnership between ourselves, the Chick Foley Show, Turnbuckle Tavern, and Coming Down the Aisle. We are committed to bringing wrestling fans everywhere the best content possible and sharing our love for all things professional wrestling. Be sure to follow at Pod Foundation on Instagram and Twitter to interact with us and stay up to date on all of our shows. And oh man, it's been some time. We are back for the Extra Cooler Top 3. The Extra Cooler Top 3 spotlights our top stories from the week that was in pro wrestling brought to you by Chalkline. Chalkline brings you our favorite officially licensed WWE apparel on jackets, shorts, and more over at chalk-line.com. And the Pod Foundation will save you 10% when you enter PF10 at checkout. Woof, we have had a ton of stuff go down in the wrestling world since we have last spoke about current products we did a preview for SummerSlam. that was our last extra credit episode we've had four pay-per-views since this time SummerSlam, all in payback all out we had nick's artwork showing up on ftr jackets and trunks at all in at wembley stadium oh my god was that cool to see those skulls on those jackets and trunks looked amazing well done sir We sadly lost the hardcore legend himself, Terry Funk, and surprisingly, Bray Wyatt, which uh, maybe in next week's episode, we can dive in a little bit more and give him the credit that is due on those two uh, behemoths in the the wrestling world. We saw Jay Uso quit the WWE, then magically show back up on Raw, Edge's potential final match, Gunther passes Honky Tonk Man. We're talking about uh, hardcore in in, uh, WCW. We saw a... Texas Chainsaw Massacre happened in, in <laughs> AEW. Uh, we saw the iconic, I'm I'm labeling it as iconic, Orange Cassidy International Title Reign ending. Daniel Bryan, or excuse me, Bryan Danielson promises that this will be the most epic year of his career. Let's not forget the indies. Matt Cardona does it again, pulling out Ecto-1 at a GCW show. Oh, my God, was that incredible. The PWI 500 comes out with the Shield as the top three, and we finally see the stamp of TKO happening, the official sale of WWE, uh, and this new TKO uh, company formed on Tuesday, September 12th. But we have a top three that we have not spoken about. Number three comes in because it's been it's a little outdated, but we have to talk about the firing of the one and only Phil Brooks. CM Punk is fired from AEW, man. 
did did we this is where i wanted to play rage against machine take the power back because for one thing i am very happy very proud of the one and only tiny tony maybe shedding the tiny piece here and this dude finally grew a set and did something about it i know i'm a part of this podcast but i have a client who is pretty good friends with mr punk mr brooks and uh i'm going to keep my mouth shut about that because <laughs> i so have refrained there... from posting and reposting anything because i agree with this move 100 percent. it's gonna be really interesting if he shows up in two months but so yes he makes a comment at a, a ufc or a bellator or a, an ma mma um fight which he is doing the commentary for which was something that he was doing previous to joining aew and he says he's got some he, the the other commentator partners that he had were making jokes about due cause or whatever they said about his firing and uh, he says he has two months uh, of time to uh you know really get himself together or something along those lines and two months from now is troll. uh two months from now is survivor series in chicago and uh i agree i think he's a troll and there's no way that he shows up in uh wwe we even had nick Khan. we even had nick Khan show up on the um bill simmons podcast and being asked about uh cm punk and he he gave him kudos and he was uh appreciative of his his run in wwe and his run in uh in UFC and he does not mention he does not mention AEW at all um and but but he essentially said he wishes all the best to CM Punk but never acknowledged anything else so there's no way in my eyes that he shows up in WWE Do you know what changed my I, I don't, Mike probably watched this and I don't know if there's anybody listening that watched this but there was a few years ago yes I still watch MTV's challenge they had like a pros versus challenge people and CM Punk was one of the people on it and I think he was eliminated in like the first or second round and he came across as like the biggest bitch on this show with like <laughs> social media yeah. like jabronis and it just says it all man like I, I don't know man just go away Go away. Yeah. Yeah. I again I think it took some balls from Tony Khan to actually do this and pull this move off. And I commend him for that. Even though he was the number one merch seller, he essentially caused trouble way too often. He tried to do the right thing and keep him on for the right thing for business, keep him on, make some more and squeeze some more money out of this dude. He gave him his own show on Saturday nights and now collision feels a little less than uh, than it did before. And it's still tough for me to uh, dedicate the time to wrestling on a Saturday evening. I know that the three of you are in that same boat, but uh, it makes it even harder without that big draw that the, the, show seemed to be built around but let's head wait, off wait, real quick question would it make you more happy if phil showed up to survivor series or aj <laughs> come on where do we get aj aj I, yeah. I correct answer <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I, I hope that recorder myself. becomes a, a permanent fixture in the show <laughs> 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 okay otman <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's head off to story number two, which Jade Cargill has apparently wrestled her final match in AEW. This was a strange one to me, man. So there are rumors swirling about Jade. 
her contract apparently was up this week and there are so many rumors that she is WWE bound. There's even rumors that she was at the performance center this week, but I really question why she would come back, have uh, a run in at the pay-per-view. She would then have a single match just to get a send off, just to get a hug, just to heat her up because she's been off television for so long. Why are you heating her up and then letting her go? Uh, it just doesn't make sense to me. And it makes me question all of this WWE talk. I really want to dive into this, but <laughs> so can we save I guarantee it? you, I guarantee you that there will be more Jade content that we can speak about next yes. week because I'm sure that more will come about because this one is just so. So interesting to me. But Completely all agree. of this, everything of this was overshadowed by the one, the only, story number one, The Rock returns to SmackDown in Denver, Colorado. Woo, baby. Whether, I did, you, I, whether you like him or not, this is what he does. He surprises. Sorry to jump you. And uh, it, it's fun, man. It's fun. It gave me it gave me chills, gave me goosebumps, and I, like it sounds corny because I never felt like I was the biggest rock fan, but it's cool. It's there's it, a lot of nostalgia. It feels like we were all clamoring for this. We were fantasy booking this with Roman and the Bloodline and all of this, but when he shows up, he shows up with Austin Theory, and he shows up with Pat McAfee, which apparently seems to be his best friend now. He did the Pat McAfee show, uh, which he now, I mean, Pat is on ESPN now, his his little show. Oh, that, he was on College Game Day. Correct. Uh, not only that, but his Pat McAfee show is no longer just YouTube, and it's now on ESPN. And he's doing it as a traveling act. He's doing it on the set of College Game Day as he's traveling around. And he has The Rock on. And The Rock all but says uh, i mean he says that wrestlemania 39 rock and roman was locked in locked in was the words that he used uh and that he's he's open he's open for wrestlemania 40 he's got the dates uh which is insane to me we get uh, a return from john cena we get a return from the rock we have to love as wrestling fans we have to love this hollywood writer strike right is batista next <laughs> i don't know I didn't, man. I didn't even connect the dots there That's, I, I didn't either this, this to me feels massive and i wasn't watching on time it was friday night was off with the kids whatever was going on and i see this pop up as an alert on my phone and i look at it and i was like holy shit what is going on i then of course get the kids to bed and immediately i'm turning on smackdown like that's the draw immediately i'm like going back and finding it and i knew it was coming and I still jumped out of my seat. Like, it, it, if you're so mad, it, it was insane to like make you jump out of your chair, even though it's coming. So we could sit here and fantasy book this all we want, but let's cut this short because I'm sure there's a ton more rock that we can speak about next week as well. Because this dude has got to be showing up on SmackDown again this week. No, no way. No, no way. No you way. don't think so? No, no, nope. All right. Where but, is it? Do you know? Is he oh, going to travel I, around? I don't, I don't. I don't. But it feels like Cody's hard at work trying to get the the everyone you know on the same side the strike to end. Right? Yeah, yeah. Right. Cody is uh, <laughs> is he the one that's losing the most in this? And it's, it's like funny. Saved by the Bell episode. <laughs> <laughs> Time out. <laughs> uh, 
like it's it's really funny one of our uh, good friends and listeners carl texts me the other day and uh he goes the croc better not interfere with cody and it was like so perfect of like <laughs> that's the that's the side of this that you that you don't think about in the yes. moment for sure but like how how big of a disruptor is rock in the planning from now until whenever wrestlemania or you're so unquote, giddy you've been fantasy booking this yeah for you three are years now. And here I, he's like, oh you go i got to make you i'm i'm going to make you save it because next week we have an extra credit episode lined up let's do it i am so excited to be back extra credit feels good again I, we had so much to cover and burn through we hit our top three we gave kudos to those that we couldn't give kudos to even more uh so nick man Oof. we did it boys what, we're back what good. season are we on i think season it's 26 <laughs> <laughs> cheers be sure here. to follow us on be sure to follow us on instagram at extra cooler uh and uh Hop in our Discord. While you're at it, don't forget to follow, subscribe, rate, review. Tell all of your friends about the Extra Cooler Show available wherever you get your podcasts. Cheers, guys. Feels good to be back. Hell yeah. Later. See you, Holmes. Hi, kids. Wow, it's Tony Schiavone. Hey, shouldn't you be at the pay-per-view? Um... I have a helicopter waiting to pick me up in a few minutes.